If you are planning to buy a house or if you're a first time home buyer, this is for you. I am sharing with you all the tips, all my learnings throughout this entire process in the last few years actually that I gone through in looking for a home and finally bought a home closed a month ago and just sharing with you like what I went through, how do I go about in deciding what criteria went into my head and also like learning how to negotiate with these like loan officers, builders, working with agents, all of that good stuff. So if you're like me, I mean, I was brand new. I was, you know, barely knew anything about the home buying process. Um, I did have a few friends and my brother that have bought before, but we never really had deep conversations about the home buying process. So I was quite clueless to say the least, like I barely even understood interest rate, like how that how that impacts the monthly payment and what do I need to consider about my monthly payment. So I want to just give you all the lowdown as simple as possible to how to navigate the process. So of course, the very beginning, it's figuring out the right price for you and what you could afford. And at the very beginning, for me, I had to learn about like interest rate and what goes into monthly payment and also like your regular bills and things that you have to spend. For me in my situation, luckily I did not have any debt. So when it comes to calculating that was much cleaner, like whatever that I earn my paycheck every you know month or biweekly, I know that that's how much I have like pretty confident to spend on whatever that I need, including your regular bills, like your phone bills, car insurance, any subscriptions, right? Electricity and things like that, that you just have to pay every month. Like you could basically subtract that. Like, and I would categorize it as my, you know, monthly necessary expenses. And by the way, when I was calculating all of this stuff, I did use Google Sheet. If you want to use Excel, good for you right like basically just a way an easier way to just enter all of these numbers and categorize them in a way that's easier for you to keep track and reference so that's kind of what i did like first like before you even get into interest rate before you even get into the loan amount down payment like all of that stuff like first just think about what are your regular expenses like calculate how much you have left to spend every month to even think about what your mortgage like how much you owe the bank could look like so do that first like basically do the math subtract any debt that you have if you have any and then subtract all of the necessary spending that you need and that includes things like i said your monthly bill things that you basically have to pay um like it rather you like it or not in that sense every single month and also include your food budget as well like very i would say not minimum but average like how much you think you'll need to spend your grocery things like that in a month the best way to kind of go about it what i did is i looked back into my like credit card bills and i did an average like i would just look at my entire year of the groceries and things that i classify as like necessity spending into a category and I look at the monthly average of that. And I, for me, I always try to 
budget higher rather than lower. So I take the higher average. If I see, you know, even outliers of a month that is much higher than the other that brought up the entire year of average, I would just take that. So I would take that. And then if you count, if you already count your fun expenses, like things like, you know, going to the movies or shopping, buying beauty products, like those things, you should probably put a budget for as well like it doesn't have to be excessive stuff so if you have a month where you just bought a bunch of you know spike of things that you don't usually buy that much you don't have to count that you just need to count your average so for me i would count you know my skincare stuff that i don't need to buy monthly but i know that every maybe three months to six months i will spend x amount of money on skincare so i will budget that uh, makeup, for example, I was put a little bit of budget with makeup, things that I finish using, I have to rebuy, you know, things like that. I'll put that as, as a budget as well. So after you have your simple math of how much money you make, right, simply, and the, the debt that you owe, that you know you have to pay, plus the money that you have to spend basically to keep yourself alive which is food grocery utilities bills phone bills you know all those stuff then start then you know and then also you know give yourself some room for some fun as well now how much do you have left right and that usually is about how much you know like that amount slash it a little bit lower it's probably the maximum you even want to think about paying depending on your risk level for me that was kind of you know one thing that i thought about it's like i subtract all the necessity spending that i need to do with a little cushion a fun budget and i look at what's left over and i know that my monthly mortgage will have to be less than that amount for me to even be able to save any money which i want to and that's another question you need to ask yourself like how much money do you want to save on a monthly or bi-weekly or whatever cadence, right, that you want to save? For me, I definitely do want to save because that was one of my big worry is that once I start to have to pay for my mortgage, I'm like, oh my God, like, am I ever going to save anything? Like, I was trying so hard not to have this like paycheck to paycheck type of lifestyle. So I try to be mindful of that where if I spend consciously and not overboard i will still be able to save some money like a couple thousand dollars uh, for example in my case for for me to feel like i'm still saving some money so that's kind of where i started and then from there i kind of work my way, way backward that's when i start learning about interest rate like and for me, I just use the online interest rate calculator because before I try to calculate it myself, like, okay, what is, if you borrow, you know, this much money and this, this percent percent and you just try to do it raw from my calculator and I just feel like I never get the same amount as what the online calculator would tell me. So I would just recommend you get, you know, one of those online, rather if it's like Zillow mortgage calculator or one of the banks um the banks that you're even considering of asking about their interest rate or getting a loan from then use their calculator if you search on google you'll find a bunch of mortgage calculator try to use the, one of those 
and those ones you could just you know plug in the price of home that you're thinking about purchasing the loan amount how much are you planning to borrow from the bank versus how much you want to put down like that for the down payment which is money that you need to put down ahead of time um and then pretty much you know it will calculate the the entire thing for you so for me um i kind of went through that in a bunch of prices and and so i went through like a range of prices in my google sheet and just calculate essentially you know if i were to borrow this much money and i put this this much money down for a 30 years fix which means that your interest rate for those 30 years that you will have to pay off the loan it will not go up so it's like 30 years you have a set amount of monthly payment that you would need to pay which is your mortgage um but of course tax could go up year over year so keep that in mind um same with your insurance i think but tax definitely for sure but your mortgage 30 year fixed would mean that it's like whatever interest rate you got whatever monthly mortgage that you need to pay for 30 year fixed that's the amount that you would like be you know minimum amount you would need to pay for the you know foreseeable 30 years and by the way i'm not a financial advisor so please i'm just sharing my recommendation for you there could be a chance that i am wrong (laughs) but i'm just sharing you my learning my understanding of this whole thing and i have asked folks like in my journey like loan officer my title company etc etc to confirm these information so it was correct for me but do your due diligence to make sure you also check on your end to kind of make sure the information is right for you so anyway so um that's kind of what i did i actually had a few prices in mind some i actually have like a high-end range and a lower end range and i wanted to just see what is the money that I would have left over if I were to go with any of these prices at a estimate of interest rate that I think I would have gotten at that period of time. And because I have been looking at houses for like the last two years, my interest rate obviously is all over the place because <laughs> what interest rate was in the US like two years ago is much different than it is now. So if I even look back to my Google sheet of what I calculated two years ago, I mean, it was just like interest rate at that moment in time, what my estimated interest rate are. I plug in those numbers online in those mortgage calculator. And then I would just spit it out. I would just write out, okay, this would be the list price. This will be the down payment that I'll put down for the house. That means I'm borrowing this much. My loan amount is this. And and I would put, okay, and then the bring in my monthly income minus whatever debt and, and necessity spending that I need to spend uh, minus fund budget, right? Giving myself a little cushion and things like that and then just kind of basically holistically see how much money would i have left over if i were to buy a house at that price with that loan amount right if the interest rate hasn't changed yet when i made that calculation so i did that just to basically give myself an estimate on what are the house prices i would be either comfortable in even entertaining versus like there's no way like this is crazy and that was a really good exercise for me because do that exercise i would tell you i was 
like overestimating like my initial budget a little bit until I did that exercise. Like, I actually thought I would be able to afford a little more house um, and that I would be comfortable with whatever interest rate or whatever, you know, like monthly mortgage. Just guessing what the, uh, basically I was just guessing. Like, I was like, oh yeah, like, I think I would be able to afford, like, X amount. But then when I did the calculation and then really saw what my expenses would have been and and how much money would I, I would have left over each month, it made me uncomfortable. It made me feel stressed just looking at those amounts. So that's where I, where I was also learning, like, okay, no, like, I think that price is out of my range. I need to go lower, right? And that helped me like recalculate, like reassess my expectation, like where I would feel very uncomfortable versus like feel a little bit more comfortable. And a lot more thoughts go into this because buying a home, sometimes I know it's not so much of like, like a very like money versus no money type of situation as in like, it's not always about like, okay, you know, because I need to save this much than that. Like for most people, I feel like it's not that easy. Unless of course you're just really good with money. For me, I, I'm not perfect with money. I would say I was like debating a bit because let me like just sharing my reasoning of purchasing a home because I feel like for everyone it's different. My reason is that I wanted to buy a home for like my mom. Like, I'm going to have my mom to live with me. I want her to be super happy. So whatever that she told me she wanted in a home, I felt like I wanted to get that for her. However, the the I would say the dream home that she wants, I, I would say at this stage of my life, might be a little bit out of my budget. Like, she wants brand new home, single family, have a yard, uh, you know, big kitchen, you know, like in a very nice area like all of that stuff like I could not do all of them you know so like there are certain give and takes that I have to go through like you know pros and cons and waiting out certain things that I have to go through to actually do something realistic and and I gone through a period of time where I debated I was like maybe I am willing to spend more now even though I would be like stretched meaning like I'll be probably eating like ramen you know every day because my monthly leftover it's pretty much non-existent right which is really scary when you think about it but I remember doing that time I was weighing out my option I was like well you know I, I, I believe in myself I'm confident in myself that I'll make money and if it means that I could get my mom the dream home and make her happier quicker May, it's worth it, you know, so I actually truly debate, I even then start debating about like, how much money I should take out from stock to then put more down payment, if anything, to the home, so maybe my monthly isn't crazy, so I went through a lot of balancing of essentially like, maybe I could use more of my cash, so that I could achieve the home that it's best for my mom, if my worry is that my monthly payment's going to be way too high, for example. Because I know for myself, like, having a really high monthly monthly payment, even, even though I technically could afford it, even though I'll be stretched, I'll be very stressed. So I was like, if anything, I was going to optimize more towards 
putting more cash down for a lesser monthly payment so I'll be less stressed. And for everyone's reasons different, right? For me, my reason was that I wasn't doing too much with my cash. Like I'm, I wasn't at a point in my life where I felt like I was being very savvy with you know making money to make more money like investments and things like that so i felt like i wasn't quite making good use of my cash anyway so that's my rationale I, and again for everybody it's different i think for some would much rather hold their cash to put it in investments and stock and make more money that way than put a lot of down payment in a house and vice versa so everybody's different which every you know like I could be wrong, they could be right, vice versa. Just do what's best for you. It's just kind of the thing that I went through in deciding like how should I, you know, kind of go about in in picking even the right budget, right? Like or the type of home to begin with. But I did go through that process and I flip-flopped it a lot. You know, there was a point where I'm like, you know what? That's fine. Maybe I'll go a little over budget as long as I can make my mom happy. And for everyone's different life, maybe you're about to start a family and you want to start your family in the way of your dream home or you're doing this with your husband or your wife or your partner, like, and you want certain things that you've just been wanting for so long, right? So you might be willing to also spend a little more or spend a little less, like depending on what matters to you most. But it is something that you should kind of go through i would say only because i think it makes you not regret your decision more and i would say what where i decided is that i actually picked more like like a little below the medium price that i would say i'm comfortable with so i'm happy in the sense of spend right because I'm, I'm i didn't pick like the higher range of the house price that I was debating to kind of aim for that perfect home but instead I would say I opted in like a little below the medium price that I was thinking about purchasing which right now I'm actually very happy about that because I feel like my monthly stress is a lot less just thinking about how much I know I need to save and owe. But again, it's my first year of being a homeowner. I feel like I still have a lot to learn and perhaps surprises to come. So I'll keep you all posted. But so far, I would say I'm happy with that decisions. That decision of, you know, opting into a range of the budget that I am more comfortable with. Um, and I feel happy and not regretting because I also know I went through the process of debating like what it would feel like and be like if I opted for a higher range of the price that I would be comfortable with and for what reason, etc, etc. Um, so that did help. And the next thing that I'll share with y'all is that you should go through the process of weighing in the pros and cons of what you and if you're buying with somebody else like what you guys the group you know like you and your partner for example you or your family like what do you guys want and then almost do like a pros and con list of of what what is like a must-have like what are the things that like it's not nice to have it's like no like the home almost wouldn't even feel complete without this or like 
I always imagine my home to have this, like my first home, my forever home, whatever it is. Like you need to start checking lists off. What is a must-have versus a nice-to-have versus like a you know be cool to have, right? Like, and that's what I and my family did, right? Because I'm buying this home. Yes, it's my money. I'm you know it's my house, my money, everything. But I want to live there with my. Mom and dad, and I want them to live with me and feel comfortable and love the home and feel proud of the home, and so I consider also what they really wanted. So I made them also list out what are the must-have, like not like dreamy to have or nice to have, or I would love that. It's like, like man, I would like just not even be happy, you know, if the home didn't have this or that, right? And there are things for sure, like for example. My dad was very adamant in having a brand new home, like a new construction, right? Like he was just not a fan of、uh, older homes due to like superstitious reasons,、um, which respect, you know. I think everybody has their preference. Like I personally do prefer new construction. However, I wouldn't mind older home either.、Um, so I think just preference. Same with my mom. She's like. Like new construction, but she also doesn't mind older homes as long as it's like not way too old and the condition is still good.、Um, so that would be like an example of my dad must. My mom, you know, she have shared a lot of things with me, and I know that her having like not like a garden, but like a a yard of sort where she could grow like flowers or. You know, plants or whatever—it's one thing I could tell she really cares about. I know that she prefer single-family home, and you know, for her and like her and my my dad, they really really care about fresh food. Like they like to go to you know grocery stores and buy groceries almost daily basis. So lo- location of living near. Markets and fresh food is important, right? So those are like must-have, and of course, there's like a bunch of nice to have and whatever. So I put those in consideration, and I also paired it with what are my must-haves, what are my nice to have, right? So you have like I have like three people, musts and should have and nice to have, like all kind of mixed together, and you kind of need to start creating this like either virtual diagram or draw it out or write it out in the real paper. To really figure out like well what type of home is like pretty good and lovely and acceptable like for all of those people that you care about that who's buying whose decision making matters consider that and then like nice to have and you know like not really must have then those should be like the secondary third you know option like once you I think you tear it like that. It helps make you make decision and narrow down even the homes that you might want to tour even more so. Cause for me, like once I figure out what those must-haves are, after like, cause I've been looking at homes for two years, right? So I even get tired sometimes to just look at homes after a while for the sake of looking. When you know that you by you like looking at the listing online, you're just like not interested. There's just something about it right away that you look at. You're like. Yeah, not interested, right? Like, let's not even waste time going in there to look at it. So, 
I think those will help you kind of narrow your decisions even more once you have figured it out, like what the must-haves are and nice-to-haves. Um, so that helped, like, because once those were narrowed down, I felt like I'm more clear and more confident when I do either look at houses or make the decision of the current home that I decided on. Um, so those are that. And then I would say, like, when it comes to working with agents, like your realtor and your loan officer and things like that at this day and age i do highly recommend for you to do your own research and for you to advocate for yourself and ask like ask for the best discounts ask for you know if you're working with an agent and you're trying to put in an offer you have to let them know that you want them to you know, really negotiate for you. And in some way, you even need to negotiate with your agent. Because even though as much as your agent is supposed to be on your side, I would tell you, like, I am more, you know, conscious with, like, I want to work with someone that who's great. I really want to work with someone that who is truly, like, helping me, like, find homes that it's it's really what I want versus just, like, just have computer throw me a bunch of homes and when I want to buy just contact that person like I want it more support than that so I have my share of dealing with some realtor that it's not as good and I have my share of dealing with realtor that are very good very patient spend you know not only time to explain to you about the market the community the city that you're interested in but like really have your best interest. And I have been, you know, paired with some really, really bad ones that don't even care about any of your interests, don't even care. Like, like it's and especially in the last two years when the pandemic and where the market get really hot, it was, I don't know if just my timing because everyone's head got inflated in that sense because, you know, houses were selling like hotcakes. I have worked with some very impatient agents where it's like everything no matter what type of home no matter what i have said just like just buy or like don't waste my time it's kind of you know sad in that way well i was sad because i was like okay like i've just felt like i wasn't getting the help i need but i get it it's a hard job for the realtor like they you know like they that's how they make money if you don't buy they don't make money you know, like, I totally get that and I respect that. So, like, I don't want to waste their time either. Um, but just be conscious if you are a home buyer and you're new in the market and you don't really have, like, realtors and loan officers that you really trust. Like, just be, like, mindful for yourself and advocate for yourself because not everyone that you meet will have your best interests. And if you're getting the sense that, like, your realtor is not there for you, they don't really care, they are not even, like, listening to what kind of home you're interested in and you just feel like everything they throw at you is just random stuff that you're like dude i kind of told you I'm, i wouldn't be interested in things like that but you just keep feeding it to me and every home it just seems like you're trying to get me to buy like just find another realtor seriously like that's just kind of how it is like don't waste their time you know you don't want them to waste your time so like just it's okay just part ways and try to find yourself another realtors either do online on your own or ask your friends for recommendation but it's not worth it because i've gone through some i was like feeling really stressed like i was like at a time i remember it was um early 2022 
And that's when the market was still really hot. And I remember I was telling my realtor like, hey, you know, I have a feeling that like prices will go down a little bit, you know, in the coming months. And I just wanted to, you know, wait and see. And it was just a straight up like there's no way my realtor was telling me like there's no way prices will go down at all. Like you're crazy. Like he just kind of she just kind of talked down to me like I was ridiculous. And look, I could have been ridiculous, you know, but like. It just wasn't a good feeling, you know, and I don't know. It just didn't felt like that person like was even someone that you would enjoy talking to at all. <laughs> so anyway, like I had a really bad like experience with my agent. And a few months later, guess what? Like prices were dropping. Like when when we hit October, November and December last year, like prices, at least in my area and the community that I was looking at was dropping. Um, so like for, for the, the community that I was looking at, like in total from beginning, like not even beginning from May last year to the time I decided to purchase, which is around November, it dropped by 20%, 20%. So anyway, you know, I'm not, and I could like, not saying I was right. Like, obviously I could have been wrong. No one could really time the market, but when you just if you're in a situation where you just feel like your realtor does not have your best interest and they're not listening to like what you want to buy in a home which is part of their job right again like respect our time too definitely but if you truly feel like you're not also getting what you need out of the realtor like look for a new one um so that's my recommendation for you when it comes to agent like if you're having a bad feeling you're probably not wrong like and you should not waste their time and they shouldn't waste your time and you should continue to find yourself another another agent that's better for you okay now loan officer loan officer essentially is the bank you know that will let you borrow money right like whatever down payment you pay and whatever that's left over that you still owe to get the house like that is essentially like the the bank that will loan you the money and your loan officer is the one that will work with you on that and that's the one that will get you your you know interest rate and all that stuff now i highly recommend actually not even recommend it's almost a requirement you need to shop for your interest rate 100 percent at least minimum like two you cannot just have one better yet have three or more like that's my recommendation um like my brother he basically only asked like one or something like that and he just went with it uh but luckily he got his interest when it was the lowest anyway however you know it probably would could have been better but for me like that's not the case at all like i have shopped about two or three and one of them one of the bank as much as i was like interested just based on the rep of the of the bank the loan offers that I got was terrible, like completely terrible, meaning that like their interest to me, I think they gave me the highest end of the ever quoted, just like by default. And um, when I told her that like I am not interested in purchasing a home exceeding this amount she didn't care like she literally said oh i'm just trying to get you the highest loan it doesn't matter if you don't want that i was trying to even you know listen to the ration like okay but then when it comes to like just her saying like no you should just buy like like the home that you could afford 
anyway. Like, doesn't matter. If you need to eat cup noodles, it's fine. Like, you'll get a raise later. You're young. Like, I don't know. It just felt very inhuman. It just felt very, like, she just want her bonus. Like, she just want her commission. Like, she didn't care about what I was comfortable in spending. Like, I told her, you know, I don't want to spend more than this much this month for the mortgage. She didn't care. She just, like, quoted, you know, ran my report the way that she would get the highest commission. Whenever I need to talk to her or have questions, she never really responds right away. It's always sometimes like two, three weeks. I remember for her to send me something that I needed. It took her like two, three weeks to send it to me. When I do need to talk to her, usually it's like like two, three days before she will even get back to me at all. Um, so communication with her was very difficult. She doesn't listen. She give you the highest quote, cost you the most money, want you to spend the most money. It was like what I would imagine walking to a car dealership with a really bad salesperson would be like. That was her. So very unfortunate because um, that bank itself, if they would have been more competitive and actually cared more, I probably would have went with them. But I went with another bank that actually had a loan officer that was much, much what I would dream my loan offers to be, which is very patient, uh, very dedicated to first-time home buyer, would spend hours with me on the phone easily. As long as I have questions, he would answer it. Um, and when I even asked for like the best price and what have you, like he really would help me to get like a more optimal percentage, like. Like when my one of at one point I locked my interest rate, and the interest rate at the time went lower in the market, and I went back to him. I was like, "Hey, I noticed that interest rate went lower. Do you think you could do better than lock price?" And he actually, you know, recalculated and and did even better than the original lock price that he got me. So anyway, like, don't be shy to ask for a better deal. Like even if you got a deal already. If you feel like you really could get a better deal, it never hurt to ask. I mean, the worst thing you could get is the answer no, which would have been the same if you have never asked. Like as long as you do it politely, professionally, like try to have thick skin, meaning that if they say no or they find you annoying, like just take it and it's okay. Like it's a way of life. They want to make money. You want to save money. It's okay. Like you just ask. I know that part is probably not the easiest because even sometimes I have trouble doing that. But I try to force myself. Look, like these people are people. We're all just people. They want to make a living. We want to make a living. You know. So it's like sometimes if you don't, if you're uncomfortable in saying it, you could maybe text them, email them, ask them. the 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 worst case is they just ignore you. You know, they don't even answer you.、Uh, but hey, like. If you never asked, would have been the same, to be honest, right? So, always ask because even for the house that I end up buying, I negotiated. You know, like I had to negotiate, and you know, like whatever you need, like if like sometimes you let them know that, like don't act like you're so interested in the home, even though if you are, like don't show them like oh my god you love it, like this is it, and then you try to ask for a discount, like you should. Like what I did, and this is not being fake or anything, but like this is also just being strategic. For example, like even though the home that I bought, I was pretty interested, 
Um, but obviously nothing is definite until you actually sign. So when I was negotiating with them, I was like, hey, can you go lower? You know, uh, this is the price that I'm actually thinking about more. And here's why I actually told them that there's this other home in the neighborhood that I was interested in, even though like I wasn't that interested in the other home, but like I brought it up like, hey, that home is lesser in price and their tax is also lesser. Like, you know, but we also really like it. Those are the two homes that we're debating. If your price could be more competitive, like I think we would go with yours. Like, do you think you could do better? Like get back to us what you think? Cause you know, if you could get down to this price, I think we would go forward. And sometimes you want to be firm too. Cause like, I remember when I was even negotiating and I was saying all that stuff, like, yeah, there's this other home too nearby you know, also quite new, better price, da 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 And they're like, oh, but like, I don't even know if we could get down to that. That's like even higher than what we're negotiating for. And it's just straight up, I said, oh, if you can't go better than that, I don't even think we will proceed. Like, again, nothing is definite. You don't have to say, no way, I will not do that if you don't do this. You just say, oh, I don't even know if we'll go, if you, if we'll do, I don't even think, you know, we'll, we'll, go ahead if we cannot even get lower than that but go ahead and ask do your best right so make it open-ended right make the other party right like the seller the agent whatever that you're dealing with like have a have like basically an easy way to at least try to get you the price that you want but it's almost like be firm without being firm of what your expectation is because you don't want to like show all your cards too. Like you don't want to say unless you do this. Like no way. Like usually, like sometimes that could work and sometimes that could backfire. You know, like if you really did name a price where like for sure they just cannot do, but maybe you were willing to do a little higher and they're willing to accept it if it was a little bit higher. You know, then you just close the conversation, right? So like give them room. Like if they cannot meet what you need, but at least come back to one that they feel like they could meet. If you truly truly on your end would have met them like halfway or whatever right because whatever that you are probably quoting them is probably one of your optimal price which is on the lower end right so give them some room but do ask that's important because i know especially buying new construction if you don't ask whatever they list is what it is and they will have no problem <laughs> you know in accepting that and in this market of course you gotta be like be be mindful of the market if like a lot of people is trying to get the home then of course they will be more unlikely to talk to you about any kind of price but if they're if the market isn't really hot like when i was buying it it was not hot at all like they'll be more willing to listen right so it just really depends on that community the market and the home so so negotiate accordingly based on those conditions but definitely try to negotiate because again the worst thing you ever get it's no sorry we cannot right and then you then decide if if you're willing if you'll be happy with the price uh, but that same goes for your interest rate <laughs> you know like no matter how many loan officer you are talking to always try to ask them for a better price and yes like just like job offers you have to tell them hey so and so like that other bank is offering me that and you sometimes like a lot of times actually you do need to prove to them you can't lie like don't lie like other banks will try to get you the lower one to get your business uh, but you do need to prove it so you're gonna have to send you know the 
the different banks how much they're quoting you in writing, and they'll work themselves out, you know, of which one is lower. But you need to also show that you care, you know, that you are trying to get the best deal, um, and and that you know you do your own research, you do your own due diligence, right? Because it's all business at the end of the day. Um, and so be nice, obviously be kind because they, they, you know, are working not for free, right? So like, unless you go with them, they don't get paid either. So be very mindful and considerate of that. Um, but yeah, like do ask, like do your due diligence, be a savvy buyer and ask the questions. And it's okay if it's innocent questions, just say, you know, like, I'm just trying to be very mindful of my expenses and I really want to optimize for my monthly to be the lowest or whatever it is the most important to you, right? Share those things and be smart. And the people that you want to work with are the people that will respect that and people that will want to help you get there and they want your business the most. So do ask. Like, that's my one number one tip when it comes to, like, buying your home. You have to ask and negotiate and, and make sure you do your due diligence in asking a few more places. Um, shop around, rather if it's your loan officer, your interest rate, your your realtor agents, the home that you're even buying, the community, the lot space, like all of that stuff, you know, like it's a lot of time <laughs> commitment, not always the most fun, but it also make you like, like have lesser regrets. <laughs> like when you do decide on something, cause you know, you like, research the heck out of a place already. Um, so all of those things are super, super important. But yeah, like I would say when it comes to tips, you know, those are probably the biggest when it comes to narrowing down the the, the kind of like the optimal home for you. Also, what you want at the home. Um, the must-haves, you know, the tips of always negotiating, always shopping around, always, like, always. Like, if you are not shopping around, you're not asking for, like, a better price or better, like, even trying, not saying you will get it, but, like, you have to ask. If you're not, you are very much likely paying more, rather if it's a higher interest rate or whatever. So just keep that in mind. Uh, but, of course, if you don't mind <laughs> paying more, and just not deal because it's not fun i'll tell you that like sometimes asking for a discount asking for negotiating like what you will go through sometimes depending on your tolerance <laughs> in just dealing with people and people sometimes giving you attitude or giving you the side eye like it's not always the best feeling and hearing no like no just being rejected sometimes of course it's not a good feeling either so like expect that too when you do negotiate and asking for better prices uh but at the end of the day again right like these people are not your friends per se they're not your family they're here to do business they're trying to you know the more you spend usually it's the higher commission they'll get right so you can't also blame them for being the way they are but i could tell you like it is very annoying like in those situations when i have to go through it it's hard for me to remember that it's their job but more so like frustration <laughs> on like why are they so rude why are they so mean why are they so like you know just don't care and they show it so much um but it is what it is when you have to step back and just think about it everyone is just doing their best right so be kind be nice but do your due diligence do ask and so that you at least know you tried so anyway that hopefully helped you a little bit and just some very raw 
you know, experience sharing and tips and learnings from what I kind of gone through that helped me through this buying journey and me feeling like I've decided on the right place for me, at least for my first home. Um, and yeah, anyways, hope that helps. Talk to y'all next week. Bye.